0: Thank you so much for sticking with us on Caregiver SOS On Air as we do at the end of every one of our programs. We bring you Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known therapist, specialist in caregiving and addictions as well, and Carol Zernial, our co-host here on Caregiver SOS On Air. Carol, you want to set up our Take 10?
1: Well, you know, it's kind of a heavy topic, but we, uh, recently I was visiting with my 93-year-old great-aunt. Um, as well as some other older relatives, and there was a common theme. They were saying, you know, well, we shouldn't live to 100. Of course, this is somebody who's in their 90s. Uh, you know, nobody should live to 100. Um, and another relative said, you know, I I should have stopped when I was back in my 70s. I'd, you know, I didn't want to live this long. And I think what they're communicating is, you know, it's, it's hard to live in poor health. It's It's difficult when you have ongoing chronic illnesses and you don't feel good. Um, and what the and they were talking about a good death, which is something as Americans were extremely uncomfortable about uh but as caregivers there's a point we have to realize, you know all of us I, <laughs> All of us, there's only a few biblical characters that didn't die, and the rest of us are going to die. Um, and when we are caring for somebody who is older and or very sick, uh, this might be a topic that they want to talk about, and they may want to plan, you know, be, they, maybe they don't want to be in the hospital. Maybe they don't want to, you know, have all of the the tests and the wires. And so, you know, I don't know, Jamie, is good death, is that is that a difficult topic for caregivers?
2: Well, it's a difficult topic for anybody, to be frank with you. We've had such a taboo around death. I I believe um, differently, but then that's my spiritual path, and anybody's spiritual path will probably give them a a, a different perspective. But I believe that, you know, it's it's dignity. What you just said makes so much sense, Carol. The overcommunication between caregivers or family members of how dignity, if you will, plays a role in our lives, what we believe dignity is when we leave this world, uh, to me, that can't be communicated enough. I think by keeping it taboo, by keeping it quiet, by not being open and honest about the beauty of life's process from birth to death, I think we're doing an extraordinarily huge disservice. So um, the right way to pass, um, I don't know about the right way to pass, but I can tell you that dignity, uh, you can never go wrong with
0: Now, isn't that one of the underpinnings of hospice, that uh, you're creating an environment in which you can ease yourself through the last months of your life.
2: I believe hospice is a great example, uh, Ron. I think you're spot on. I think we have a huge movement in healthcare now. I think WellMed is really taking a, a big lead in Texas and soon to be in Florida on palliative care. I believe these are ways that we can find dignity uh, through honesty. And, and, and what Carol says is the most important, which is by choice. I know we're limited in this country for moral and ethical reasons about assisted suicide, so that's not a topic we need to go down. Other countries are entertaining it more fast and furiously. But I do believe that this is an extraordinarily important conversation to have around the table when we're healthy. Well, you know, not, we don't have to wait till we get sick.
0: And an advanced directive can help you do that, can't it?
2: Dead-on. spot. Excuse my... Uh, yeah. Yeah, dead
1: dead dead on. On. Bro- well, <laughs> you know, one of the facts that I read recently in the New York Times was that more people die in the hospital or a nursing home than at home. And if we were to survey any of the loved ones, any of our caregivers' loved ones, um, and, and ask them where would they like to die, how many of them do you think would say a hospital or a nursing home?
2: You know, Carol, you're you're so right. I just bought a home. Hey, tell all your listeners in Texas, I just bought a home here in in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And somebody said to me, you know, when are you going to move from this home and go somewhere else? Because they know that that's been the story of my life. And I said, I think you're going to have to bring a shovel and an epitaph the next time. Because I really want to die here.
0: Hey, have you got a water view?
2: Yeah, actually, I I do. But it's not on the water because of my little three-year-old. But I, I actually have a water view.
1: And a
0: spare bedroom?
2: And a spirit be white. Oh, yeah, now we, now, now we know where,
1: yeah, watch it, you. You, you all have house, un, unwanted time. house guests. Yeah.
2: What our <laughs> listeners will know is that Ron will bring his children, I'll bring my child, and we'll be, you know, wonderful boomers and older adults here, parenting our kids, and we'll stay there forever and ever and ever. But no, on the, on the serious right. side, <laughs> aging in place is it. And last week you were talking, Carol, about the support groups and about the, the AAAs and and long-term care and mm. and I agree hundred uh, percent again they're leading the way and and to, for us to age in place that is about dignity
1: well over um, the holidays they were having 24 hours of John Wayne movies uh, and one of the movies was true grit and if you remember true grit, the original one I, I can't speak to the to the ending on the remake but the original one the the little girl the Kim Darby character um, asked John Wayne if he will be buried next to her in her plot of land on the family farm Um, and she says isn't it comforting to know where you're going to spend eternity and she you know she talked about it multiple times because her father had died and she's like here's papa this is where I'm going to be buried and John Wayne I want you to be buried next to me and of course he says well don't you know I'm not going to join you anytime soon I might take you up on it but you know I'm not going to join you anytime soon Uh, and that's You know, that really jarred me at the time, just thinking about how somebody young like that really was planning for him, planning for herself, and found peace and comfort. And how often I think in the modern society, we've lost that idea.
2: Yes, 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 and I think Ron really hit on it. And what you just said—the planning and comfort—it is about planning. It's about the advance directives. It's about the healthcare surrogacy. It's about how you you would like your days at the end to be taken care of. It's about you know, Doctor um, Erickson basically said it clearly. Do you want to look back on your life? Because it doesn't matter how much money you have or belongings, with either integrity or despair. And I truly believe that. When you plan, like Ron said, advanced directives, and the family can talk about it, and they can bring it onto the table as if it's a, a topic whether we're well or not well, I think then that's a good death, if you will, or at least planning for that. It's part of our vernacular. It's part of our
0: lives. You're listening to Take 10 on Caregiver SOS on air. If you've just joined us, Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zurniel are with us. I'm Ron Aaron talking about a good death.
1: Well, what recently uh, our palliative care department at, at WellMed has really kind of helped me refocus thinking about chronic illnesses. Um, diseases that people have that are not going to get better, uh, they may get worse, um, and asking people, what is your lifestyle? what is your wish list? for not necessarily the end of life but the last years of your life is it pain management do you have a condition where you're in a lot of pain do you want to have more energy there are some medications that control symptoms very well but they zap you of your energy so are your medications matched to the lifestyle that you want to have what are you willing to give up to get something Mm -hmm. else you know maybe they make you really sleepy um so you know if there are choices to be made in your health care and in your lifestyle. So what is how is it you want to live? That's such an important discussion for your physician, for your family members to know. Because if you're the older person like my great aunt, mm-hmm. you want to have that discussion. She's trying to have those discussions with us.
0: I had a good friend, uh, Ken Weicker was his name, was a big, big heavy hitter at Clear Channel, general counsel, developed pancreatic cancer tried everything, he was going to die, and I interviewed him on the radio about what that was like. And I asked him, what is the one thing you want to do? And I figured, because he had a lot of money, uh, he'd like to go out to Hollywood, date some big movie star, and enjoy life. You know what he said the answer was, Jamie? What? He wanted to see his little girl ride her bike.
2: Wow. You know, I can identify with that. You know, I've found out about my mortality now that I have a -a three-and-a-half-year-old child.
0: And he got to do that. He did get to do that. See that's that's
2: beautiful, but we would have never known, Ron. Really, I certainly wouldn't have right. known about Ken unless you had asked him the question. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of what you're saying here: is this over communication cannot you know ever be avoided. I think what we have done is a disservice, and I think what Carol brings up around palliative care and how it's going to reframe her mind, and certainly reframing my mind, I, I think it's extraordinarily valid. Allowing the person to have. The choice. I mean, don't we live in America? Isn't it about freedom? Isn't it about choice? That, to me, has to be part and parcel with which Carol's calling, and and this topic is, a good death.
0: Is anyone listening to your aunt?
1: Oh, I think so. I think so. For number one, you know... She's not always listen to it. She's not shy. <laughs> yeah. She makes perfect sense. Um, but it, you know, I I do think that this is a topic. There's there's a resurgent mm-hmm. right now about people talking about the rights of the dying. Um, some of it's extreme. Some of it is really makes sense. And so I think in the United States, it it, it is time for us to look at people's lives, they're so much longer, and make those choices for a good death.
0: Last word goes to Carol, flat out of time. Dr. Jamie Heisman, thank you. Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for listening to us on Caregiver SOS on air right here on 930 AM, The Answer.